welcome to the Check 50 podcast. This is episode three. We've been gone for a couple weeks, but we're coming back because it is a very special day. This is the first day of the 2021 NFL draft. The first round, all 32 picks will be made tonight. The Seahawks will not factor into that whatsoever. However, after trading their first round pick this year and next year, as well as a third round pick this year to the Jets for safety, Jamal Adams, who yesterday Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll and John Schneider were pretty adamant that they're happy with that. They're happy with Jamal Adams being their their number one pick for this draft. Um, And they're going to be celebrating him tonight. The Seahawks overall only have three picks in this draft at number 56, number 129, number 250. Uh, Expectedly, the the John Schneider and company will try to uh, trade down and accumulate more picks uh, and set up a relatively normal weekend. But again, they will not be involved in tonight's draft. They'll be sitting back watching along with the rest of us. Uh, But that's not going to stop Colby and I from talking about the draft. And uh, we're going to do a uh, dueling mock draft on this show live. We're going to be uh, picking uh, or using the uh, Pro Football Network mock draft simulator and constructing a seven round mock for the Seahawks trades included live on the show. We're also going to get into the signing of Robert Kimdichie, who the uh, Seahawks signed earlier today. Uh, and uh, talk a little bit about uh, what Pete and John had to say yesterday. But before we get into all of that, Colby, how is it going, man? I've been better. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm relatively healthy, uh, you know, fully vaccinated, I think, since the last time we talked. So, uh, you know, in, in, in the big picture, things are going okay. Um, in the, uh, the smaller picture of the things I actually care about, like sports, uh, not, not too good, uh, of the last couple of days for myself, but, uh, you know, you, you, you try to balance those two things out and the draft is today. Of course, Seattle doesn't have a pick tonight. Um, so I, I, I don't know how much I'll be watching tonight, honestly. Um, like, I don't, I don't know the draft when your team's when you know your team's not in it um just seems kind of boring to be honest with you but uh i'm sure there'll be a lot of trades and a lot of things like that and i'll be i'll be following certainly i just don't know if i'm going to be watching all i don't know how long does it usually take now four hours five hours um something like that i don't i believe i don't know if i'll be watching uh the entire first round tonight yeah i'll just be having it uh, having it on in the background I'm pretty much just only interested to see what the 49ers do. It seems like they're leaning towards Mac Jones, which I think is a a pretty big mistake. (laughs) There's no way they're stupid enough to take Mac Jones with a third pick. There is a 0% chance. They're taking Uh, Justin Fields. I I refuse to believe anything else. You're an absolute moron if you traded up all that capital to move up to three to not draft Justin Fields. Come on. Come on. That is is smokescreen USA right there. That's okay. not happening. They're not taking yeah. Mac Jones. We'll see. We'll see. I don't even know why you're throwing up a smoke screen, though. What's the point? I mean, the, the Jets are taking Wilson. The, the the Jaguars are taking Lawrence. That's kind of a foregone conclusion. I don't know really what's the point of of doing all of this. Um, but, yeah, if I'm, if I'm John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan, I'm taking Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Uh, Mac Jones is... Uh, 
is fine, but he's more of a 20 to 25 pick range. Uh, he's not worth a top five pick, and he was not, I don't think he's at all worth trading up a ton of draft capital for. They might have gotten him with their original pick. Like, good chance Honestly, they do. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's a little different because quarterbacks, you know, they tend to go early, but you probably didn't have to trade all the way up to three to get Mac Jones. Uh, what were they picking at? 12, 13, something like that? 12. 15. Yeah, yeah 12. 12. They could probably trade up with Denver at 10 and get him. I mean, unless Denver really likes him. But um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it just, it's stupid. Um, trading up to get Mac Jones is stupid. And I, I think Mac Jones will be a fine NFL quarterback. Um, yeah. But you don't trade all that capital to move up to number three to draft a fine starting quarterback. You want a game changer, and that's not Mac Jones. So um, <clears throat> he'll probably be fine in that system. Now, that is a quarterback-friendly system. But again, there's just to try and compare him to Justin Fields, it, it's laughable. Fields is better at everything. So I mean, it, it's it's really it's not close to me. I, I think Mac Jones is the distant number five quarterback in this draft class. I'd rather take Trey Lance. Um, even with all of his question marks, because I feel like the floors are, are pretty similar, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I know I'm hoping the 49ers take Mac Jones, but I don't believe they're stupid enough to do that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's it's that's definitely going to be a, a pick. I'm very interested in seeing how it plays out. Also really interested to see what the uh, what the Bengals do at number five, uh, as well as the Falcons. At number four, yep. um, you know, do they do they take Kyle Pitts? Do they take a receiver? Um, do they do they go quarterback? Do they take Trey Lance or, or Justin Fields or Mac Jones or whoever falls it's, to them? Doesn't seem weird to you that Atlanta, there's like no buzz on them taking a quarterback. Does it feel weird to you? Yeah, the, it's been more so the um, just mock drafts. Some mock drafts have have you know put Trey Lance to them a lot, but there hasn't actually been any substantial reports that say, Hey, the, you know, the Falcons are linked to one of these guys. They're actually interested. It's more so been Kyle Pitts. That's typically yeah, been or the, the popular down. fit. Yeah. Right. Um, I just I'm pretty sure this is Matt Ryan's last year in Atlanta. It's going to be. And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I would think uh, that you would, like, I, I don't know. I get it. It's tough to spend the number four overall pick on a guy who's not going to play this year. But, like, Trey Lance sitting behind Matt Ryan for a year, that's kind of appealing. Or yeah. Justin Fields or, well, not Mac Jones. Um, I, I would take Kyle Pitts ahead of Mac Jones. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was weird that, like, everybody's just assuming Atlanta's taking Kyle Pitts or they're trading down. And I'm like, really? Like, no interest in a quarterback, huh? All right, all right. Um, but uh, and we'll, we'll see. And how while Pitts and while Pitts is a really good player, I, I oh, just yeah. I don't know how that necessarily helps them in their where they're at right now. I mean, like they have no cap space whatsoever, so they haven't been able to do much of anything. They have a new head coach. They're clearly heading for a rebuild. They're they're entertaining mm-hmm. trade offers for. Uh, Julio uh, Jones uh, and they can start uh, thinking about actually trading him next or in June but um, 
you know, I just I don't really know how a, how a tight end truly helps them. I think he's a better fit for Miami or somewhere like that, I, or maybe Detroit. Um, you know, or, and there's also the possibility of one of these teams trading up. Just one oh, of these yeah. teams that maybe in the the you know near the top of the first round but more so because injuries plagued them last year or you know whatever the a team that's set up to actually contend for a playoff spot this year i think is a much better fit for someone like kyle pitts whereas the falcons again especially if they're going into a rebuild next year i mean who's going to be the quarterback um you know what's what is how is that all going to play out and I just don't know how a tight end helps you. And by the time that you actually figure out your quarterback situation, everything that goes into that, Pitts is probably towards the end of his rookie deal. And who knows, you know, and who's going to be throwing him the ball. So I just, that one's a, uh, that one's a really strange one. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, is it uh, Panay Sewell? Is it, is it Jamar Chase? It almost uh, has to be Sewell. Like, yeah. like I, I get Burrow, you know, you know, reuniting him with, with, with Chase and all that. Um, but does, do the Bengals lack offensive weapons? Really? I mean, I'm not saying they're great at the receiver position, but they have Tyler Boyd. They have, uh, yeah. they have T Higgins, yep. uh, who had a really, really solid, uh, rookie season. Both really you solid. Know. This, this is an insanely deep and talented wide receiver pool. You have early second round pick, you have an early third round pick and there's going to be good player. I would rather have Sewell and like Rondell Moore than I would right. Jamar Chase and, and Alex Leatherwood or whoever it is. You know what I mean? Like that's right. It's a no brainer for me. They, they should take Sewell. Um, will they? Who knows? Draft day. But yeah, they they should focus on protecting him and then go get him another weapon in the second round if that's what they want to do. But if I'm well, if I'm the Dolphins, though, I feel pretty good about where I'm at at number six. Um, yeah. You're you know, in a money seat, man. Yeah, because I mean, there could be four quarterbacks taken uh, in the top mm-hmm. five. Uh, at least three are going to be taken. We know that for sure. Um, and then, you know, it really comes down to the Bengals spot. Yep. But you might have your pick of Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, um, Devonte Smith. I mean, there, there's so going we'll, to be a lot yeah, of names. Bengals don't take yeah. them. Yep. Yeah, and. Honestly, if I'm the Dolphins, I think about trading back again at that point because I might still be able to, you know, if it, if oh, it only takes I'm if it only takes back. me a couple spots, yeah. If if you can get back to nine I mean, or like, ten if, where the Broncos are, if the Broncos want to trade up for Trey Lance or Justin yep. Fields or whoever, I mean, there you go. Mm-hmm. Doing that in a heartbeat. Um, yep. I would also. Uh, you know, obviously it would, it would take a huge package to do this because they're so far down in the draft. But if I can get the saints to give me like four first round picks to move all the way up here to try and get their quarterback of the future, I might do that. I, I would entertain it at least because the dolphins do have the extra first round pick. So, um, mm-hmm. it'd be a huge drop. I, I, I think the Patriots would make sense if they weren't in the same division. Um, but the Patriots are a team to watch moving up uh, for yep. their quarterback. So uh, I think I think New England picks ten. Did you see the report that was saying that they're possibly working on a deal for Garoppolo? Though I, I did. Um, 
I I don't know if that's better than Cam Newton, honestly, and that's sad because Cam yeah. Newton was well sad last year. But um, yeah, I, I saw that. It shouldn't stop them from drafting a quarterback, though. Um, New England, honestly, is a team that I could see really liking Mac Jones. Um, yep. And trading up to six to get him, they might do that. Uh, but I, I, I feel like, I don't know, if I'm Miami, there is a 0% chance I'm interested in helping New England get their their next quarterback. Like, none. Um, but yeah, Miami is in a really good spot. So so is Atlanta with that fourth pick. Um, we'll see how these guys kind of maneuver. Uh, are, are you expecting more trades this year or, or fewer trades with the, you know, with the COVID season and the number of guys who opted out and the number of people yeah. who didn't get to play a full schedule? Do you think we're going to have more trades? Are, are teams going to be more aggressive to go get the guy they know they want instead of just letting the board fall to them? Or, well, or do you think a- maybe... Yeah, there's a lot of cliffs at, at, at different positions oh, here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, wide receiver is incredibly deep. Cornerback is incredibly deep. Quarterback is even, like, not too bad in this draft. Um, I I could see some teams, you know, whether it's maybe one of the defensive linemen because that group isn't, isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's uh, maybe tight end. Uh, you know, if it's someone like Kyle Pitts, maybe falls down to six or seven. Um, yeah, I could see, uh, I could definitely see a ton of teams trading. I could see a ton of teams trying to trade down more so than teams trying to trade up, if that makes sense, because there's a lot of uncertainty here. And if one of the guys that a team is sure on uh, gets taken, I mean, you know, you, you might not want to try to take a shot in the dark here. So, yeah, it's it, this one's going to be really interesting to play out and to see how it plays out. Last year was pretty casual. It was pretty straightforward. I, I don't remember exactly how many trades there were, but I, I remember it being not very busy. I think most teams, at least early on, and correct me if I'm wrong, were they just made their picks and the draft kind of went along and that was pretty much it and you know and that's the thing here this year is this year is even weirder right even though Mm -hmm. that this is the second pandemic draft this season is particularly more weird because last year they had the combine they had the senior bowl as normal they had you know which the senior bowl happened this year as well but it was a lot different and you know the the combine got canceled this year and you know they, they were actually able to conduct some private meetings and team visits and medical evaluations and all that. They can't do that this year. They haven't been able to do that this year. And then, you know, you got half of these prospects opted out last year or they played only, you know, four or five games, whereas other players, particularly guys in the SEC, played a full season. It's, you know, the, the, the disparity in tape and all that is uh, pretty significant here. And uh, yeah, I think it could lead to to some teams that are that are picking in the first round, being kind of unsure of their uh, of their position and being less confident in and who they can take, and, and and probably are are more willing to trade back if a team shows interest. So yeah, I think that could uh, lead to a to a much busier uh, draft tonight 
uh, at least the first round, definitely in the late rounds, because um, there's there's going to be a ton of guys that, you know, I mean, this is going to be the year of the steal, I think, because there's there's just a, there isn't a whole ton of information on a lot of these guys right now. Mm-hmm. You, know, you look at someone like Paulson Adebo, who hasn't played in a year and a half, you know, that, and that's a guy that who knows? He might be a second round pick. He might be a fourth round pick. There's a lot of those profiles in this draft that their pick ranges are days apart. You know, they might be an early day two guy. They might be early day three. And so it's it's really it's really hard to uh, to to judge how this thing is going to go. It seems like the first round kind of is going to shake out fairly as expected but i you know i'm not i wouldn't be surprised to see a few surprises you know guys like quinn miners out of wisconsin whitewater the center jumping up and into the first round um you know and and guys like landon dickerson and rashad bateman and and guys like that falling out of the first round um we'll just we'll have to see we'll have to see but it's it it should be entertaining it should be a lot more entertaining than than last year i i believe i i feel pretty confident in saying that yeah. So, um, um I, it, oh, go it, ahead. It, it, it'll, no, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that all shakes out. Um, I feel like, like you said, there's probably going to be more teams looking to move down than teams that are looking to move up. So it's a buyer's market. And I'm interested to see how that affects teams like Atlanta, teams like Miami, um, even team like, uh, like New England, who, there's not the quarterback they want sitting there. Maybe they maybe they look to trade down uh, once or twice. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the the buyers market kind of affects this. And obviously for the Seahawks, who are sellers, at least we think they're going to be sellers. Uh, it, it might not might not work out for them. Um, would would you be shocked at all if they only ended up making three picks? Uh, like I, I highly. Like, I highly doubt they'll end up making just three picks. Even if they stay at fifty-six, they're going to yeah. trade one of their future picks to get to get a oh, fifth yeah. rounder or a sixth rounder or something. I, I think I think so too. And I, I think they have seven picks next year, so they have their full allotment. Um, yeah. They have an extra four instead of a, a one, though. Um, don't be surprised if they trade one of those fours to get back into the fifth round because there's there's actually some pretty good football players in the seventy-five to I would say about one fifty-ish range. There's actually some really good players in, in that group, and I think that's the biggest tier. I would, because, um, like you mentioned, there's definitely drop-offs within position groups. Uh, there, there's drop-offs within just like the general ranks. Like there, there's definitive. Right. There's 15 first-round grades, and then there's probably 35 second-round grades, and then there's probably I would say like a player pool of like a hundred guys who if they got taken in the third round, I would be like, okay, like, yeah, I could totally see why somebody would do that. So, um, I, I think the meat of this draft is going to be in the rounds three and four. I think that's where you're going to find a lot of, of really good football players. Um, so rounds three, four and five is, you know, pretty much day three. And, uh, that should be good for Seattle because they'll have a decent chance to acquire multiple picks for day three. Um, So we'll see what happens with that. If I'm them, I'm probably trading two of the the future picks next year. Um, I'm probably trading one of the fourths and I'm probably trading one of the sixths um, to 
to get a couple picks because you can recoup that next year. You can recoup that with 2023 picks if you want or whatever it is. Right? Like you can right. just keep going along that way. So, um, yeah, I think I, I, I think at the very least they're going to make five this weekend. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see more, uh, especially if they get a yeah. pretty good deal at 56. Mm-hmm. That's the, I, I think at 56, I, I feel like there is a good chance that they just make that pick. And when I say good, I don't mean like 70%. I mean like 30%. But considering where they are, like with their draft pick capital right now, that's pretty high. So I, I actually think there's a good chance that they, they stick at 56. Um, because right around that range is where the drop goes from that second or third tier to the fourth tier. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so it, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'll be interested to see what we can do in this, this simulator. Um, I've had drafts where I've ended up with, with eight picks because somebody got really aggressive and made, made a big offer. And, and, uh, I've had some drafts where I've only gotten to make five and you're like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll have to live with that. But, uh, it'll be interesting to see how our, how our simulators treat us, um, and how many picks we can end up with. So, uh, yeah. So before we get into that, um, let's just talk a little bit about what, what Pete Carroll and John Schneider had to say yesterday. Uh, they spoke with the media for a little over an hour. Uh, as they do every year before the draft. Um, However, uh, they spent about half of that, of course, answering questions about Russell Wilson, who, of course, had uh, openly aired aired frustrations this this offseason. You know, his his agent, which Pete Carroll kind of confirmed, kind of took the wheel there and uh, seemed to really lead the charge on on the trade talks. Uh, and, and trying to, to force Seattle's hand there or whatever it may have been. Uh, but Pete had, uh, Pete says he, he had, uh, you know, private conversations with Russ throughout the process, um, you know, had to say some things that needed to be said about what Russ said uh, to the public. Specifically, I, I, I would assume what he said about the offensive line on the Dan Patrick show shortly after the Super Bowl some of the leaks that came out of course um but uh everything seems to be fine for now uh as pete said they weren't going to trade russ they weren't even entertaining that idea they just needed to get a hold of the situation and now it seems like everything's fine and it's and it did seem like there was a shift uh because you know lately uh pretty much ever since the offseason started you know russ has been uh, retweeting all the all the moves that they made and showing his excitement for that and seems to be appreciative of, of what they've done so far in building this roster especially you know uh, re-signing or extending uh, you know Tyler Lockett re-signing Chris Carson trading for Gabe Jackson those moves specifically seem to uh, to make Russ pretty happy so it the, seems uh, like this is under the bridge for now right the uh, the Gerald Everett signing was the first one. I remember Russ, uh, you know, tweeting "Go Hawks" or, or something like that, um, which weirdly felt significant. Um, but uh, the, the only the only issue I had with, with uh, I can't remember who said who said it. it was either it was probably Pete. Um, 
but one of them said that oh you know this is something that the media ran with and and we just had to let them you know run themselves out or whatever pete that that's not true the media ran with this because russell wilson's agent sent adam schefter a list of four teams that he would accept a trade to that's not the media's fault so you could stop with that bullshit of trying to make the media the enemy here and making things worse than they were no 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 if you're looking for someone to blame you blame russell's agent and by the way russell's agent doesn't do anything without russell's permission so let, let's cut the bullshit there p all right this is not a media you know creation of a story it wasn't it was russell's agent and honestly it was russell it was now pete's not going to come out and say that he, he got as pointed as he could when when he said you know hey i had to tell russell hey let's knock this off you know that was pretty serious scolding publicly from Pete Carroll, who doesn't do that type of stuff. But yeah, I was just annoyed at the the implication that, oh, the media made this a bigger story than it was. Nope, they did not. They did not. That leak to Adam Schefter came from Russell's agent, and Russell's agent isn't making that leak without permission from his client. So let's, let's stop. Let's stop that. You're looking for somebody to blame Pete, you're blaming Mark Rogers. And honestly, Russell, still. So... Yeah, it just because you want to make somebody else the enemy that you don't really care about because they're not directly connected to you doesn't mean it's true. So yeah, you could stop the bullshit there, Pete. But uh, you know, other than that, it, it it sounds like they handled it well and everybody's in a good place. Um, but yeah, this was not some media creation that just got out of control. That that's not what happened at all. Uh, it's it's a deflection for Pete Carroll, uh, which is fine because that that's that's his job. Uh, so, but yeah, that, that part just irritated me that just this, oh, well, this should have been a non-story. Well, maybe, but Russell's agent made sure that it was. So that's not, you know, that's not Greg Bell's fault. That's not, you know, Joe Fan's fault. That That's, that's not anybody's fault, but Mark Rogers. So let's, let's calm down on that shit, Pete, but whatever. Seems like everybody's in a good place right now. Do I think this is over for the long term? <laughs> no. No, I do not. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, for now, it's, uh, you know, we're back where we kind of always assumed we would be. Russell Wilson's going to be the starting quarterback in 2021. And we'll probably do something similar to this next offseason, unless they win the Super Bowl. So let's just go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it, how it all plays out. Um, overall, you know, I... I I think, uh, you know, what, what needed to be said was said and, uh, you know, and, and they can, and they can move past that. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it, it, it seems like everyone's in a good spot. Everyone's moving on. Everyone's focused on 2021. Um, you know, some of the, some of the younger guys, uh, you know, Pete alluded to that, that see the stories on social me- social media and all that, especially, you know, now with, um, players not being able to be around the team and uh, mm-hmm. for them to have face-to-face conversations a lot that, um, you know, some of these guys may still feel a certain way about Russ and what Russ said, um, but that'll be taken care of. And it seems like Russ is doing his part to kind of um, make amends uh, for lack of a, a better term. So you know, we'll see. Uh, but I, I, I don't think this is going to, to end up being anything that greatly impacts this team movement moving forward at least in terms of 2021 
and uh, right. I mean, seems like they're you know, and so far what they've done, uh, they you mm-hmm. know they they've they've given Russ you know what he wants. We'll see what they do in the draft. They still need to do some stuff with the receiving unit, of course, uh, behind sure. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But uh, you know they got they got a left guard. Um, they 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 brought back Chris Carson. It gave him a really solid option in the middle of the field with Gerald Everett. They, they they've done some things here to uh, to appease Russell Wilson, and they still have the potential to do more, especially yeah. in this draft, especially they, in a deep receiving class. Don't overlook that they gave him his offensive coordinator. By all accounts, Shane Waldron is who Russell Wilson wanted, um, and I, I I don't feel I don't think I don't get the sense that Pete was was strong armed into hiring Waldron. I, I think Pete Carroll's really excited about that hire too. But, you know, you kind of saw all the old guys that Pete wanted to interview. And then you started to hear at the end about the young guys that Russell wanted. Ken Dorsey, um, Shane yeah, Baldwin. Mike Kalka. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you, you started to hear that. And I think they found a good middle ground about with a candidate who's, you know, really excited, uh, who's really excitable to Pete because he runs the football and it's a creative run game, but it's still based on the stretch run and it's still play action heavy um, which Pete really likes and and it's it's a more diverse playbook um, that you know creates easier throws and I'm sure Russell's really excited about that so um, but by all accounts Shane Waldron was more of a Russell guy than a Pete guy and that's where it started they gave Russell his offensive coordinator and then Russell still went out and threw his offensive line under the bus really and that's where it all started and you know that would have been fine like uh, it would have been bad right but if that's where it ended then okay cool but mark rogers and russell wilson decided to not let it in there and they kicked it up a few notches and of course the media reacted of course they did but russell seems happy i think he should be um and i i think the offseason um i mean it's it's, it's not over but based on where we are right now, I would have a hard time giving the Seahawks grade-wise anything less than like an A minus, B plus, somewhere in there. That's pretty good considering how uh, how limited they were supposed to be coming into this coming into this offseason. Yeah, and there's still some the moves worst, that they can make. One of the worst cap situations in the league, yep. uh, which is you know forced them to do something that they haven't done uh, before with the voidable years and moving money to future years. And John Schneider was asked about that. You know, yesterday, uh, but you know, overall, uh, they they've they've had to get creative here because of the uniqueness of this season, uh, of this off season, and you know, th- they're going to have to get creative again with the draft because of the uniqueness of this draft and the uniqueness of their situation, which presents the worst pick value since 1999. Uh, they have a league low three picks, no first round selection, and one of the picks is basically a glorified undrafted free agent pick. Um, it's a priority free agent selection at yeah, 250. So. You watch your mouth. Chris Carson was a seventh rounder. Well, no, of David course. Moore, I'm just, David I, Moore was a seventh rounder. Malcolm yeah. Smith was picked with the 250th pick. I think I guess it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it was, a, yeah, no. It, yeah, no, it, it's, it, there's definitely going to be uh, options there, but uh, the the in terms of just pick value, yeah, it's not uh, yeah, a it's, great. It's, it's it's non-existent. The pick value, um, yeah. it's just you're just hoping that you get lucky again. But uh, yeah, it 
The nice thing is about Seattle's free agency, though, is that I feel like they're entering the draft without any major holes, you know, and, and that's not to say there's not areas where they need depth or they could use a potential starter, but like, for example, right, wide receiver. If they leave this draft without a wide receiver, is that ideal? No. But is it like, oh my God, I can't believe that they did that, that they would run that risk? No, it's not that either. Because they really like Freddie Swain. Um, you know, they, they like Penny Hart. They like John Ursua. They have the two big guys, and there's still a couple Cody of really Thompson. good free Yep. Yeah, of course. There's still some really good free agents out there, and they'll probably make a priority free agent signing or two. Um, they don't need to draft a wide receiver. They don't need to draft an edge player. They don't need to draft a, a, a corner per se. I think they should, but they don't need to do it. Um, they have depth in most places. So they're really in a position where they can kind of just like, like they don't need to fill a starter spot in this draft. They don't. Would it be good if they could? Oh, absolutely. But do they need to add a starter at any one spot? No, not necessarily. So they're in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Roster wise. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and, and that could lead to potentially some surprising uh, selections here. Yep. Maybe it's, Maybe one of their first picks is a three-tech defensive tackle. I mean, you lost Jaron Reed. You lost a lot of interior pass rushing upside. Or maybe so, it's David Mills, quarterback from Stanford. Or maybe it's a left tackle with Dwayne Brown going into his uh, last year of his contract. That, and That would be fantastic. And Brandon you know, Shell, it, too. Yeah, Brandon Shell is also a free agent next year, so... Even if Brown continues to play and wants to, you know, and I, I assume if he doesn't retire, it will be in Seattle. I don't uh, think so. Uh, so, you know, maybe you get a guy that can move over to right tackle. Uh, and it doesn't seem like Pete is all that uh, confident in Brandon Shell continuing to be the right tackle moving forward because he mentioned Cedric Obwehi twice yesterday in terms of wanting to give yeah. him opportunities to compete. I, I for me that's a mistake. Brandon Shell played really well last year. In my I opinion. agree. Now, I agree. I, I'm not I'm not an offensive line guru, right? I'm not. You know I I don't know a lot about you know hand technique and, and the I I just watch right. And what I saw from Brandon Shell was just a solid right tackle, not overly penalized, uh, pretty good athlete, uh, works well enough in the run game. And now that they're moving to kind of more of a zone run scheme where it's a little bit more movement as opposed to power, um, Shell seems like a better fit to me. Now, boy, he played really well, too, after his first start. Um, he played really well. And you can see the skill set that made him a, a, you know, a first-round pick. I, I, a boy, he might be a solution at right. Ta- like, let's say Dwayne Brown retires, but a boy, he and shell both play relatively well. Is it possible that a boy, he or shell moves over to left tackle for a year or two until they find their next guy and the other one plays right tackle? Sure. But I, I, I think that shell um, should be written in pen as the starting right tackle next year. And a boy, he can go back to the role that he was in, which is kind of the swing tackle. Dwayne Brown is 38 years old or whatever. Like he's old. He's probably going to miss some games here and there. Uh, he's definitely going to miss some practices. So a boy, he will get plenty of reps. Um, 
yeah, that that was weird. I, I I don't know why you would look to replace Brandon Shell. He was good. He was good. Not not a not a Pro Bowler, not an All Pro, but he was good. And yeah. after watching Jermaine Fetty for four years, it was obvious to see the upgrade, mm-hmm. like clear as day. So that would be weird to me. So also in the in the conference, uh, Pete alluded to. Um, you know some some more moves coming this weekend uh, aside from the draft and we know of at least one of them now uh this morning the seahawks announced signing of defensive tackle robert kimdichi who was selected in the first round of the 2016 draft by the cardinals uh, out of old miss he was once considered a top five pick but got into some off the field trouble which included uh charges of marijuana possession um but uh, he so far has not has very much not lived up to his his draft status. Um, he's logged only four and a half sacks in his career, and that all came in 2018, a year in which he tore his ACL and um, and has pretty much since been out of the league. He he appeared in two games for the Dolphins a year later, but was waived right after. And then suspended by the NFL for two games for reasons unknown still. Uh, no one really knows why he was suspended by the league at that time. So uh, he didn't play last year. Probably an outside shot that he uh, that he makes the team here at, at best. Uh, but the Seahawks taking a chance on a guy here at a position that they don't have a ton of uh, certainty at. Uh, of course, they, they extended Puna Ford, but they, they released Jaron Reed. They signed Al Woods uh, to a one-year, $3 million deal. And, and because of that money, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Woods is going to be a part of the team. Uh, and then there's Brian Monet and Cedric Lattimore. Monet's uh, played like 500-ish snaps uh, at the NFL level over the last two years. He's been solid. They they like him. Um, and, you know, Lattimore has played one game. Um he was impressive in that one game in the wild card round uh, against the Rams, but uh, that's still a guy that you've seen very little out of uh, and can't really necessarily rely upon here. So, you know, and that's kind of why I said, you know, maybe a three tech defensive tackle is, is a, is a spot that they go uh, that they, that they focus on pretty early here in the draft, maybe even at pit pick uh, 56 or, or wherever that first pick lands. Um, but they bring in Kim Dietschy. Uh I, I think, you know, looking at his profile, I think maybe he's more of a backup to, to carry Hyder uh, as that five tech strong side defensive end, uh, you know, the big end uh, as it's, as it's being called, uh, you know, but uh, he, he can play some three tech. Uh, he's done that before. Uh, he's had some pass rushing uh, ability out of that spot even though that, um, you know, he only has the four and a half sacks. Uh, but overall, definitely an outside shot here to make the team. Uh, but it's it's definitely an interesting uh, get for the Seahawks um, at this point in the, uh, in the offseason. It is. Um, like you said, it's depth. Uh, I, I doubt that Kindichi makes the team. Um, but, you know, it, he was a freak athlete in college. He apparently crushed a recent workout. And we know how much, you know, the Seahawks love, uh, you know, five-star high school recruits, freak athlete types, no matter how bad at football they are. Um, 
so yeah, he'll he'll get a shot. He'll get some run, I'm sure. But I I don't think he's going to make the team. Um, I would suspect that Seattle is going to bring in another veteran defensive tackle uh, on a on a minimum deal after the draft. I would wouldn't be surprised if they spent you know a draft pick, maybe even the 56 on, on a three tech, um, or if you know they they make it a priority in free agency, undrafted free agency to go get a couple of bodies there. Um, I think they're going to continue to add to that position just to kind of, you know, make sure they have some options. Uh, and I, I just think Kim Dietschy is probably the biggest name of the lottery tickets that they're going to scratch at that position. Um, I, I just, I, I don't have any faith that he, he's a, an NFL football player, to be honest with you. So I think he gets cut, but it's Kim Dietschy's a guy that they've been interested in, interested in, in the past. So it's not really a surprise that they brought him in. Um, and he'll have to earn his way to the team. We'll see if they can. Yeah, it was definitely not a name I expected to see today, but, um, you know, the, that's, that's the move that they make. And, uh, you know, there's definitely, I, I, I wouldn't put the, uh, the chances at zero, uh, though, though I definitely, uh, don't think that there's a great chance of it happening. Um, but, uh, you, you know, you can see the depth issues that they potentially have at the position and, uh, you know, it, it, it's like you said, he's a lottery ticket. You see what you have. I mean, there, there is there was a reason that he was once considered a top five pick um, going into that draft uh, before he ended up being taken at the end of the uh, the first round by the Cardinals. Um, so uh, with that all out of the way, uh, let's get into our mock draft. We uh, like I said at the top of the show, uh, Colby and I are going to be using the uh, pro football network mock draft i assume right that's what you're going to be using because that's what i'm going to be yep. using yeah so uh we're going to have it on uh, fast speed we can make trades we're going to just be using the seahawks for this um and uh coming up with uh with a seven round mock for the seahawks so ready yep we'll all do right. it live all right three two one let's draft by the way, Mac Jones went number three in my mock. He also did a mine. Yeah, I just, I again, I refuse to accept that as reality. Uh, so you're going to replace it with your own. Uh, so <laughs> um, always do. Yep. All right, so uh, we're back at 56. I have two trade offers. How about you? You got anything? I have one. Uh, it's from the Rams, okay. and it's just and it's an opportunity just to trade down one spot and get the 141st pick. So I'm going to take that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would too. Um, my options here are, are pretty interesting, actually. Uh, well, the offer I got from the Rams is not nearly as good as your offer. They want me to move down one spot for a 2022 second or. 2022 seventh round pick uh Ew. no <laughs> yeah so that's a no but i might counter with the offer you got because i actually really like that that would be a, a great deal um mm. the other one is, is really interesting we should talk about this the idea of this at least um it's from the chargers uh-huh. they want pick 56 uh by the way another uh, double for kyle seager um they want pick 56 and 129 but I get 77, 97, and 118. Ooh. I feel like maybe that's a deal I should take. So ba- I get an early, I get a 
mid third rounder, a late third rounder, and an early fourth rounder for a second round, late second, and a late fourth. That's interesting. I wonder how so this lines I've, up. On, oh, I've ahead. also traded back to pick sixty four with the uh, oh. with the Bucks. Uh, what did you I get? get? I got uh, one thirty seven and uh, sixty four. Okay, so yeah, the standard uh, second and fourth, right? Yeah, and that lines up, I think, almost perfectly with the Rich Hill trade chart. Um, uh, yeah, which it's, is, it's one point over. Yeah, so in the uh, Seahawks' guys, favor. Yeah, if you guys don't use the Rich Hill trade chart, um, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's clearly better. Um, <laughs> so I, I want to make a decision on this trade because I don't want to be sitting here. But um, I just looking up the value of the uh, of the picks here. Um, Seattle fifty six and one twenty nine is worth. Uh, hold on a sec, pop a bad. Um, is worth 119. The haul I would get from the Chargers is worth, let's see, 60 plus. Uh, oops. 60 plus 97. That would be, uh, or, okay, so that would be 98 and then 118. Uh, 26. So that would be. Uh, 125. So I come out ahead on the trade chart. I don't. What, what do you think of, of this trade? Because this is something that you pitched in our mock draft that we did in uh, for Seahawk Maven. You pitched the idea of, you know, trying to acquire multiple another, mid-round picks. Yeah, yeah, another top 100 pick. Um, right. This one would yeah. be. So I would I would probably swing that because um, you get. Let's see here. You get 118 as well on top of that. So you get to trade up from 129 to 118, essentially, and you get to add 97, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you, you, you lose, what, 21 spots? But right. I you think you can a, still find. Oh, right. And I'm looking at who's available right now. Yeah. Um, uh, Baron Browning. I mean, no, but solid football player. Uh, Dylan uh, Raidens. Is that how we decided to announce that? Raidens? Um, I, I don't know how they say it, actually. Yeah. It's Asante Samuel Jr., who has been linked to the Seahawks, surprised, somewhat surprisingly. Um, you know, Elijah Moore, Ronnie Perkins, uh, Aline McNeil, Davion Nixon, Landon Dickerson kind of going down i i think i'm going to get somebody i really like i'm going to take that that chargers deal i think i'm going to get somebody that i actually really like still um quinn miners went one pick before um so that that's somebody i would consider but i'm gonna i'm gonna take that chargers deal and i'm gonna go way down the board here but that's fine so uh where are you at right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna stick and pick at 64 because rondell moore is there uh rondell moore one of those guys that is uh, potentially going to fall to the Seahawks because of the uncertainty of this draft, because of the lack of medical evaluations. He's been hurt pretty consistently through the last couple of years. He only played in he's only played in seven games over the last two seasons. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go Rondell Moore here. I love Rondell Moore. He's a great fit for the Seahawks. 
he is. He's the perfect number three. Uh, definitely is is you know a potential number one wide receiver. Um, there's some game breaking skill there. Honestly, he kind of and this is I mean, look comps are tricky, um, but honestly, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Odell Beckham Jr. It just it's game breaking what he can do um, with the football in his hand. Uh, Beckham mm. Jr. probably a little more explosive, but I I love. I love him. So it, it's it's something. If if Rondell Moore is on the board at fifty six, I'm probably begging the Seahawks to just take him. I love what that guy could do in a Shane Waldron offense with Russell Wilson throwing him the football. That is an absolute steal for you, sir. Congratulations. Thank you um, very kindly. Yes. So I, I'm on the board here at seventy seven. I do have a trade offer. I want to. I want to talk to you about real quick here but uh okay it's worth noting that uh my boy mills from stanford the quarterback went 74th uh, and i have 77 so if he was there at 77 i would i would strongly consider that um but here here's the offer i want to throw at you Mm. and i'm I'm probably going to do it but i'll I'll just throw it to you just in case uh pick 77 and 250 to the raiders for pick 79 and 162 seems like a no-brainer right yeah Move down two spots to move up 90. Yeah, I'm going to take that. Um, there goes Hunter. Another, man, teams are anxious. Another trade offer for me, a pick 79 uh, for pick 96 and a third round pick next year. No thanks. And then <laughs> the Raiders again, they want to move. So pick 79 for and a seventh rounder next year for pick 80 and 167. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm taking that. Another trade offer. Okay, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. I moved down too far. All right, I moved down far enough. I should say. <laughs> okay, so the Seahawks will not make their first pick in my mock until pick 80. Uh, here are the uh, some of the guys still on the board: Michael Carter, running back, not taking him. Uh, Diami Brown. Diami yep. Brown. Uh, he's been a fast riser. Uh, of late um, Amari Rogers from Clemson who I really like um, Walker Little the uh, talented left tackle from Stanford um, hasn't played in two years I believe um, ooh, your boy Dwayne Eskridge yeah uh, so yeah they're, they're unfortunately Josh Meyer uh, went before I uh was on the clock at 77 so he's not an option there's not really a center here that i like uh i i missed that window which is you know part of the risk you run trading down um so you have to be willing to take that risk uh hunter long just went right before i picked uh that would have been interesting there's really not a whole lot here i i'm talk to me you you talk to me about Dwayne Eskridge. So he's built like a running back, uh, really fast. If you look at his legs, they, they move like a speeding bullet. Um, still uh, needs some polish uh, in terms of, uh, of route running, uh, but uh, he's physical. He'll be able to work in the middle of the field. He can definitely do some of the jet fly sweep stuff that, that Shane Waldron's going to want. Um, I think that's a really good pick there, Eddie, if I had to recommend it. Yeah, um, 
Brown has moved up so fast. Mm-hmm. In, in, that's uh, also a really that's also a really good pick. Yeah, he's just, he's moved up so fast that I I just personally I always kind of I'm always concerned when a when a guy rises as fast as Brown did because it was like three weeks ago that Brown was like a fourth or fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's, you know, might be a second rounder. Like that's, that's really high. Um, I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Dwayne Eskridge here. Uh, so we both went wide receiver with our first pick. So that'll be mm-hmm. interesting. So uh, you're back on the clock. I'm sure. Uh yeah, so I'm at 120. I'm at 129, and I'm set up pretty well here because I'm at 129, 137, 141. I also traded a future fourth, the Seahawks future fourth, not the Jets one, to the Eagles for pick 150 in the in the fifth round. Uh, I also sure. traded a future six uh, for pick uh, 221 to the Bears. Uh, so I'm pretty much set in terms of picks. And uh, Keith Taylor is available at 129, so I'm going to be taking Keith Taylor. I know you're a big uh, Keith Taylor guy, so um, so right now, after all my wheelings and dealings, I have pick 80, pick 97, pick 118, 162, and 167. Um, so I've got four picks left. I do have another trade offer. Uh, teams are quite anxious to trade with me. Um, it would, let's see, what am I looking? pick 97 and a sixth rounder next year for pick 108 and pick 148. Hmm. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. Uh-huh. So there we go. And now another, I, okay, I'm done. I think I'm just going to stick with the picks I have. Um, <laughs> I, I got another trade offer and it was pretty interesting, but it's like, no, 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 no. Um, so a couple guys on the board for me right now Kendrick Green guard from Mm -hmm. Illinois uh, you know could play center he uh, you know strong he plays with an attitude he's got a quick first step pretty good movement guy Um, that's interesting to me also, Dante Brown from Alabama, also a guard. Chaz Surratt, my boy uh, from North Carolina, the incredibly fast linebacker. You know how I feel about him. Yep. Um, Tutu Atwell, Trill Williams is still there as well. Um, and honestly, I feel like I should probably go with Trill. Um, cornerback from uh, from Syracuse long arms fits you know checks all the boxes for seattle well actually no trail sorry uh I, I was thinking of a debo trail does not have long arms he's tall but he does not have long arms mm. um but the upside there is, is legitimate he's a really good football player um trill williams fills a need solid football player i kind of like that idea but man alive Tough, tough, tough decision. I feel like if I'm going to draft a guy who doesn't have the the prototypical size, Keith Taylor is is a really I like Keith Taylor, who's yep. still on the board here. But do I want to take somebody that you've already taken? Mm. <laughs> I mean, where's the fun in that, right? So, 
actually, I think what I'm going to do, let me double check. Okay, I think I can get my three tech with my next pick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna draft Kendrick Green, the guard out of Illinois. Um, I, I think he can compete for center. I think he can compete for right guard, and you can move Damian Lewis into center. Um, so I'm going to take Kendrick Green here. Not a guy I've ever taken in a mock draft before, by the way. But I'm going to take him here because I think he has the potential to start right away, and it could be at either guard or center. So I'm going to take him with the 108th pick. So fourth round uh, in the fourth round to get you know a starting guard uh, or center. That, yeah. I think that's pretty good value. Cool. Uh, so I'm at 137 now, uh, and I'm going to be taking Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame, uh, the the guard. <laughs> uh, there, there's Drake Jackson is still available, uh, mm-hmm. but I think at this point, I really like Banks as a fit in the Seahawks scheme. I'm probably moving Damian Lewis to center, um, and having uh, Banks and and. Uh, and Gabe Jackson as uh, as my cards. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty solid. You give you give Damian Lewis a, a, a summer to to figure out the center position. I think he can handle that pretty well. I do too. Um, so I guess. Possible breaking news. No. Oh, okay. Um, no, it, it's not. But. The 49ers reached out to the Packers on Wednesday about trading for Aaron Rodgers, but no formal offer was made. And sources said there's a 0% chance that Green Bay is going to trade him. So, uh, so nothing. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a potential blockbuster, though. Um, so uh, so what, what does your draft class look like right now? You made three picks. Yeah. Yeah. So Moore. I have. Yeah. Rondell Moore, Keith Taylor and Aaron Banks. I'm at 141. I also have a pick at 150. Uh, and I, I'm debating between a couple guys here. I'm debating if I want to maybe double down um, on uh, receiver. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, th- I'm considering a couple linebackers, Charles Snowden and Derek Barnes. Um, debating getting a three tech here with Jalen Twyman um, or uh, or Jonathan Marshall. Um, Shai Smith is also there uh, in terms of receivers. Demetric Felton. Um, I, you're you're bigger on Felton than I am, but yeah. Rondell Moore uh, and Shai Smith. Yeah, Kate that, Johnson also there. Ooh, like the wide receiver class is ridiculous, man. It really mm-hmm. is, yeah. and I feel like we say that every year, but it's just insane. Um, I'm back on the clock for my third pick at 118. Drew Dahlman is still there, and yeah. I know that you've written about Dahlman, um, mm-hmm. but I've already drafted Green. So, in your opinion, is is it worth drafting a guard and the center? I know Dahlman's a little undersized. Um, Probably not, because I think Green can play center. Right, um, and that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. A um, couple of interesting left tackle projects are out there on my board still Deontay Smith from East Carolina mm-hmm. sure um, yeah pretty interesting uh, obviously has some work to do but again you're not asking him to start in week one um, there's some thought that he's probably a guard so mm-hmm. uh, that probably moves him out of consideration for me Stone Forsythe the offensive tackle from Florida uh, 
again, big guy, probably, probably a right tackle, but he's right. got pretty good fundamentals. Um, you know, it's just, he's not, he's not a great athlete. Um, mm-hmm. and so that is, is, uh, you know, obviously why he's here. James Hudson, the offensive tackle from Cincinnati, um, pretty solid. I think he's going to have to move, uh, to the right side at least, or maybe even inside the guard, um, just a little stiff, but overall pretty solid, powerful guy. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of tackles there are here. Um, there's also Keith Taylor still on the board. Jalen Darden, who I really like is still on the board. Yep. Uh, Caden yep. uh, Stearns. Went to, a, by the way, that was going to be my pick at 137, but he went to the Chiefs <laughs> at 135. So, well, let me ask you this: Do you think that Dwayne Eskridge and and Jalen Darden is is too heavy of an investment at the wide receiver position? No, those are two guys that I would really be thrilled with. Yeah, right. The, the Seahawks landed, so yeah. Right. So here, here's my thinking: is I, I want I like Keith Taylor, I like Darlin Darden. I think I want Darden more than I want Keith Taylor, but I already taken a wide receiver and I have a need at corner. Uh, my next pick isn't until 148. So one of those guys might get to my next pick. Might. Yep. One of them might not. <laughs> or so ugh, I'm kind of in a tough spot here. Um, so here, here's what I'm going to do. I actually think there are a couple of real shy Smith still on the board too. So I could just wait and take shy Smith. This is interesting. I, I actually think there's a couple of really good corners that are going to be available very late in this draft um, for Seattle, at least guys who fit their measurables. Um, one of them being Nation Wright, um, who you stole from me in the the, uh, the mock draft that we did. Um, so here's what I'm going to I'm going to take Jalen Darden, give Russell as many weapons as he can possibly desire, Um and just hope that there's somebody good falls to me here at 148. Oh, darn. Jalen Moore, the offensive tackle from Western Michigan, who I really like. He just went one pick before I. Uh, <sighs> yeah, and Osa Odigizua. I, I still haven't Odigizua, figured out how to pronounce it. I think. Odigizua. <laughs> he went one pick before that. So those are two guys that I would have loved to have taken here. They're both gone. <sighs> oh, well. Anyways. I'm, I'm I'm trying to see if maybe I can trade back and get another top 200 pick. Okay. Um, I want to... Let's see here. I'm at 141. The Jets are at 146. Uh, hmm. I wonder if I could... Let's try this. Let's try trading up from 221. Let's try using 141 to go down to 146 and trade up from 221 to like 186. I'm going to try that. Let's see if they'll take this. Um, So 146 and 186 for 141 and 221. Trade was declined. Hmm. Um, Loser. What a scrub uh, game get a trade accepted. Hush. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see if uh, let's see if Atlanta will do a similar deal. They're they're in a similar range. Um, Atlanta. One forty eight. 
183 for 141 and 221. Trade was declined. Shoot. Oh. What the heck is happening to my computer? Uh, is your computer screwing up? Um, it, it something popped up, uh, and I'm not quite sure how to make it go away. I think it's connected to my Xbox. It's coming up with some kind of Xbox chat thing, which I am not trying to set up. Um, so that's that's an interesting distraction in the middle of mock draft <laughs> day. But uh, yeah, anyways, there it goes. So um, while uh, while you're trying to, to work that out, uh, I can just go ahead and make my next pick here at 148. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking a bit of a gamble here. Not that you know all draft picks aren't, but with Jalen Moore and uh, you're gonna have to pronounce it for me again, Odigi oh. Zua. Yeah. Um, still, you know, being taken right before I was on the clock. Uh, I, Shai Smith is still there, who I, I like quite a bit, but I've already taken two wide receivers. I'm not going to take three. I'm going to take, by the way, so is Kate Johnson. So I should have taken Keith Taylor, and I would have gotten a wide receiver I still really like here. But whatever. Uh, Demetri Felton also still on the board. But with pick 148, I'm going to take a bit of a gamble here. I'm going to take an athletic, you know, freak whose tape is, let's say, bad. Um, I'm going to take Sean Wade from Ohio State. Okay. I'm going to make him a corner. He's got the long arms. He checks all the boxes, but he is rough, rough, rough. So I'm taking a shot there, but I'm going to try. I'm going to trust Pete Carroll to teach him to become a competent, uh, you know, secondary player. And I, I feel pretty good about those odds. I like it. Um. All right, let's try to pull this off. Man, they really don't want to let me trade down. Even if this <laughs> lines up on the Rich Hill chart, like, come on, just let me do if it. it. If it lines up on the Rich Hill chart and you think it's it's a good trade for them, you could always just slap a future seventh on there. Um, and sometimes that tips the scales. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah I think I'm going to do that because that, that's ridiculous. That, is, that, that does line up. Like, come on, let me do it. Um, okay, I'm just gonna use the feature seventh. Who cares? And they still declined it. <laughs> Son of a should bitch. I just, should, should I just really cheat and just give them like a future fifth or something on top of it? Yeah, I mean, if you want to, like, all right, you'll, you'll, you'll let me do that. You'll let me do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. allow it. All right, but watch yourself. <laughs> uh, Okay, they, they took that one. All right, so I, I traded down to 146 uh, and was able to trade up from 221 to 186 by doing that with the, with the Jets. So, um, so you're on right, the clock they, with... You're on the clock at what pick? 146, and then I also have 150, and then I have 186 and 250. Okay, I'm at 162, and I only have 162 and 167 left but I'm probably going to try and trade a future six to get back mm-hmm. into this draft. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's still a lot of talent. So, um, so I, I have plenty, 
plenty of options to choose from here, uh, but I think I'm going to go Shy Smith at 146. Yep. Shy Smith uh, is uh, really fun. <laughs> like, yeah. Plus, you get special teams value there. Um, so it's, it's interesting. We've both gone two wide receivers in this draft. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm going to get my three tech now. I'm going to take Jalen Twyman at 150. Hey, guess what? I'm taking Jalen Twyman at 162. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yes, we both have the same eye, eye on the same three tech there. So, uh, yeah, Twyman is just a, an explosive, you know, you could see the pass rush potential ooze out of him. He's a little mm-hmm. undersized, but I really like I really like Twyman. So, um, yeah, I, I'm taking him. I don't care if we both take him. I'm taking him here. Uh, so I'm at 186 now, and the player that I was holding out for, Derek Barnes, is still there. So I get my Sam. So you're officially saying goodbye to KJ, huh? Uh, I don't know if uh, if Barnes will be able to take it on, uh, take on that that spot right away. Um, so not not exactly. Um, but uh. Yeah, eventually, you know, KJ's. If KJ doesn't come back now, uh, or I mean, if KJ comes back now, it's it's probably only going to be for a year. Yeah. So. Um. All right. So I'm on the clock at 167 with my final pick. Unfortunately, Tommy Doyle, a tackle out of Miami of Ohio, he went uh, 164, and and Jamie Newman, the quarterback, I really like. He went 166. Um. So I'm on the clock at 167. This is my last pick unless I trade back in, uh, which pretty good chance there. There's actually some interesting names here. Jamar Jefferson running back from Oregon state. Mm-hmm. Um, David Moore, the guard from Grambling. Yep. Quentin Morris, the tight end from Bowling Green. Love him. Trey Hill, the center from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylan Hill, the running back from Mississippi yep. state. Yep. Darius stills. Oh yeah. Uh, Very good player. From, uh, West Virginia. Yep. Chauncey Goldson, Sage Surratt, Benjamin St. Juiced. Juicy? Ooh, juiced? Yeah, yes. Like juiced. that? Yeah. That one, Daz Newsome, who you know I like. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Derek Barnes. Um, there's a lot of. I'm, I'm probably going to have to try and trade back into this thing. Uh, so, uh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make my last pick here, real quick, because it's a pretty obvious one. I'm taking Jason Pennock. Yeah, a two fifty. Hmm. Also, so uh, Trey McKitty still on the board. So, what is it about? Oh, Jacoby Stevens. I oh man, I love watching that dude play. Um, so, what is it about Pinnock that you like? Because the film is is not. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It, but good. at two fifty, <laughs> at two fifty, yeah. uh, with that size. Uh, because he's one he's one of just two corners who fits every or checks off every single box that the Seahawks look for at the corner spot uh plus you know I'm not relying on him to play at all this year I got Keith Taylor I have a Kendall Witherspoon I have Trey Flowers I have DJ Reed give him a year see if you can develop him see what you have in 2022 if not the end of 2021 and uh you know just see what happens um it's a lottery yeah, ticket, think, right yeah i don't think 
you know, there's a couple of guys here that I took at spots that I don't think will be there at the picks that I took them at. Uh, Pinnock is one of them. I think he's probably more of a late sixth round, you know, compensatory uh, sixth round pick, maybe a early seventh rounder. Uh, but at 250 there, uh, if he were to fall to 250, I, I think that's an absolute no brainer for the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, so I'm at 167 here. Uh, I'm really, I'm trying to decide between Quentin Morris um, and uh, Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, mm. I mean, I love, listen to this description of Quentin Morris and you tell me if you think this is a, uh, a fit long-term in a, uh, in a Shane Waldron offense. Three-year starter who projects as a move tight end. Fluid releasing yeah. off the line of scrimmage, runs well laterally on crossing patterns, and extends his hands, then looks to, looks the ball in. Follows the quarterback across the field to make himself an available target, exposes himself to a big hit in order to come away with the catch, and work uh, and works to pick up yardage running after the reception. Gives effort on blocking, stays square, and keeps his feet moving. Yep. I mean... I, I wrote about him, which, by the way, you yeah. guys can read on Seahawk Maven. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he's he's a really good fit. Uh, for yes. This so here's what I'm going to do. Because I took Sean Wade, Quentin Morris is kind of a luxury pick here because I feel really good about my tight end group. Uh, but Gerald Everett's on a one-year contract. And Will Disley's in the last year of his contract. And, well, Will Disley, I mean, the two years he was productive, he got hurt. And he wasn't all that productive last year. I'm taking I'm taking Quentin Morris here. Um, I'm going to see how this falls right now, and I might try to trade back in here. Um, so there goes Jacoby. All right, so let's see here. Seventh round. Anybody still on the board? No, I'm going to let this run through. Oh. Yep. Uh... By the way, Tay uh, Tay just went yard. Oh wow! How about that? Yeah. Uh, for yep. those listening, we're, we're we're Mariners fans, and that's what uh, Colby was alluding to at the beginning of the show when he said things haven't been great uh, sports wise, but <laughs> the Mar- the Mariners have been struggling. But uh, it seems oh, like Taylor Trammell just just went yard. Yeah, what a, what a cheap home run though, ninety four seven on the XP level. But whatever, <laughs> oh, they yeah. count. All right, so <laughs> we got we got our draft classes. What do you got? We do, we do. All right, so. Mine is uh, number 64, Rondell Moore, uh, the wide receiver out of Purdue. Uh, 129, cornerback Keith Taylor out of Washington. 137, uh, offensive guard Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame. Uh, 146, wide receiver Shai Smith out of South Carolina. At number 150, Jalen Twyman, the defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. At 186, linebacker Derek Barnes out of Purdue. And at 250, Jason Pennock, cornerback out of Pittsburgh. How do you feel about that? Uh, I would be to the moon <laughs> if uh, if this was actually their draft class. Uh, this would be to the moon. This would be incredible uh, for the Seahawks to to, to haul in. And how, how many picks did you end up making? Uh, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. All right. So uh, it's interesting. I kind of went a different. Um, by the way. And- Oh, real quick though. So I I used a feature fourth and a feature sixth uh, to gain two of those picks. Yes, uh, I used a feature seventh in one of them. The one thing that's annoying about Pro Football Network is I don't think 
Oh, okay, there we go. Um, they don't they don't trade they don't keep track of the trade history after the draft ends, unless it's right. So I started with fifty six, but I can't see the trades that I made for fifty six to get down to seventy seven, to get down to seventy nine, to get down to eighty. Right? I can only see the trade I made, you know, to get the player that I selected. Um, so kind of what different paths here on this is where you uh you you stuck in the second round um and you really added i don't want to say you didn't add late round picks but you you kind of you kind of stuck and you've kind of um stretched out your picks right there there was some decent run between picks whereas i i added but i didn't make my first pick until 80 and i never had my largest gap um between picks was uh, I pick 80, pick 108, 118, 148, 162, 167. So I never ended up with a huge gap um, after I made my first pick. Um, Mm. So it's interesting, kind of different strategies. And a lot of these trades fell into my lap. But I ended up with Dwayne Eskridge at 80, Kendrick Green at 108, Jalen Darden at 118, Sean Wade at 148, uh, Jalen Twyman, at 162 and Quentin Morris at 167. So I nice. made six picks. And uh, I would be ecstatic with, with, with that haul. Um, I really would. So uh, just goes to show you, you could have solid, uh, the Seahawks can still have a solid draft. They could. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like, again, the goal should be to try and get as many picks between 75 and 150 as possible because i think that's where a lot you're going to find a lot of really good talent um is it going to suck that you have to wait until you know the middle of the third round to make a pick yeah it is but as ty demonstrated if the right guy's there just take him right i mean you don't have to trade down from 56 or 64 or whatever uh because if Rondell Moore is the Seahawks pick with whatever ends up being their first pick, I'll do backflips. That's an incredible value in my opinion. Yep. I agree. Um, so real fast before we sign off here, I guess, uh, was there any, that's the other annoying thing about pro football network. They just end the draft. Um, did, were there any players, you noticed still on the draft board that you would make priority free agents? Um, I didn't really take a huge look at yeah, what yeah, was yeah. left uh, because I, I, I saw Pinnock so and I was fast. like, yeah, yep. plus I, I saw Pinnock and I was like, all right, I'm taking him. Uh, some uh, some other guys that got taken, though, uh, that, I, that I'm interested in uh, towards the to, towards the end of the draft after I made my selection. Um, Jalen Camp, uh, very, uh, uh, very physically gifted uh, player. DK Metcalf's who, little brother. <laughs> That's what he looks he, like. Yeah, he's just not a wide receiver really yet. He, he still needs to kind of figure out the actual uh, application of his physical tool set to the game. <laughs> he's big. He, he's big and he's fast. Yeah. And that's uh, that's big, fast, and strong. Uh, Buddy Johnson, kind of an interesting uh, Sam option, uh, potentially. There you go. Uh, Brian Mills, who had an awful senior ball, but uh, has the length, <laughs> has the size. Um, one guy Wright. that did, 
one guy that didn't get uh, taken, uh, Nick Neiman out of Iowa, uh, is a potential Sam that's had a really good draft process. Um, and I, 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 I really like, um, and if he's, if he's there, uh, in the late rounds or maybe even as a UDFA, I think he's going to get drafted, uh, probably in the sixth round this year, um, just because of, of, of the, uh, process that he's had, but, um, yeah, uh, that's another guy that I would be really interested in. But I, I got Derek Barnes, so I, I feel pretty good about where I'm at at linebacker. Uh, so, yeah. Yep. Oh, boy. Um, and then, uh, like, a couple guys I like. I like Nation Wright, cornerback from Oregon State. Six foot four, long, physical corner. Not, uh, he, he, he has to stay on top because if somebody gets behind him, Oh, <laughs> it's uh, it's good afternoon, good morning, whatever. Like it, it, you're gone, you're gone. Um, I I also really like like you mentioned Jalen Camp. I like him quite a bit here. Uh, Felipe Franks, quarterback that I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. seeing them bring in as yep. legitimate competition for for Gino. Um, there is um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, John Bates. He's a tight end from uh, Boise State. Uh, not a ton of production, but a really physical blocker and surprisingly nimble. He ran like a six, eight, five, uh, three cone or short shuttle. I, I can't remember which one, but it was like elite, um, elite time, uh, for a guy, his size. So, you know, those are all the guys that I would, I would be looking at here. Um, also, uh, I believe it was Mustafa Johnson, uh, the, uh, the tackle from Colorado. He makes a lot of sense. Um, it's interesting. I think teams are limited in the number of undrafted free agents they can sign this year, right? I, I think, or maybe that's tryout players. That's tryout um, players. They can only okay. have five okay. tryout players. Okay. So yeah, there, there's going to be quite a few guys, and I would expect Seattle to be very aggressive in undrafted free agency. You almost have to be with only three picks. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think our mock drafts were, I would say they were successful. Yeah, I feel really good about mine. Uh, yours mm-hmm. turned out really, really good too. So, uh, yeah, I'd be thrilled with either one of those if I, you know, as a, as a Seahawks fan. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, pretty pretty successful. It, it worked out a lot better than I thought it would, uh, at least on my end. Uh, so, I, I didn't have high hopes because using using the PFN uh, simulator is not great. Um, sometimes the, the trade offers are not the best. And sometimes you see certain players fall where they shouldn't and certain players go where they shouldn't. And it's, yeah. Um, the mock draft simula- simulators are not great. Uh, pretty much all around no. the web. Um, mm-hmm. Even the ones that you have but, to pay for are not the best. Right. Oh, yeah. But I would say Pro Football Networks is the best. Um, yeah because you can make trades you can offer trades you can it's free to use um you know it has the fast mode so it it doesn't take long to finish a mock it's pretty solid but yeah there there are times where you're like i mean come on really like i i've done one where i've gotten uh like i've gotten a late second and a third round pick to move from 56 and it's just like come on nobody in their right mind is is move is giving me a top 100 pick to move back eight spots like that's that's not gonna happen 
if it does, I mean, great, but it's just not going to happen. So, uh, you know, you always have to take these things. Like, I don't think Dwayne Eskridge is going to be there at 80. And I don't think Rondell Moore is going to be there at 64. But we talked about how deep this wide receiver class is. Um, It could push some guys down. So it's not outside the realm of possibility, but I just, I don't see it. But yeah, Uh, Rondell Moore, if he is a Seahawk, you guys might never hear from me again. Um, But uh, I'll definitely be supporting the You'll explode yes. with excitement. Spontaneously combust. <laughs> I, I love me some Rondale more. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'd be, I'm pretty happy with Dwayne Eskridge. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty happy with my draft class overall. But yeah, um, watch see how it plays out. I mean, we're at, I think, an hour. This is an old school pod, podcast for us, almost an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. should probably put a bow on this. Yeah, we're 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 gonna wrap up, but uh, make sure you save the uh, your draft class so I know which picks you have, so I can uh, post it on Twitter because uh, I uh, want to throw that up real quick. Did you already get rid of it? No, I. Once you click full results, though, you can't go to yours. No, but you I can click, still scroll. Click, click on the uh, logo. Click on the team logo at the top. Click on the Seahawks logo. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Yeah. I'll. Uh... I'll send you my list on uh, on the DM. Cool. Um, yeah, that's it's gonna be it'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, I imagine we'll be back next week to talk all about the draft class. Like, I, I don't Absolutely. think we're gonna take a three week break. Um, no, I don't know. It, it was <laughs> after a, next it was week's episode. Slow, yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah the, the last couple of weeks we were pretty quiet uh, on the Seahawks front for the most part. I mean, there was the Alden Smith stuff and. You know, Tyler that's, Lockett's uh, extension, but what are we going to say about that? And those yeah. are all things we could talk about as we get closer to the season because those things aren't going away. But yep, yeah, it was it was definitely a, a slow turn after Seattle. Uncharacteristically, I, they didn't go wild, but they were active early in free agency. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's pretty uncharacteristic of them. All right, so uh, oh, thank you guys so much. Wait, 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 oh. wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just real fast. Oh. Oh. We've got five minutes before we hit that magic number, but okay. I'm not going to, which is going to take five minutes, but I want to throw some names at you and okay. you tell me if you think they might be Seahawks. Okay, sure. By by training camp, okay? Okay. KJ Wright. Uh, do you want me to like give you a percentage? Like one or to ten. Yeah, yeah, give me a percentage. Yeah. KJ uh, Wright, Seahawk. Here, one to ten. I'll give it a six and a half so 65 okay. percent uh richard sherman uh, two and a half <laughs> i think that's about right yeah yeah i mean yeah uh justin houston mm, one okay um uh crap i lost my list uh golden tate Four and a half. Ooh, that's pretty high. Yeah, I think it makes I a lot of sense. Doesn't... Still, we'll, I mean, we'll have to see how it how how that all lines up with Ross and uh, all that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I especially if they don't come or uh, come away from this draft with a significant upgrade um, to their to their receiving depth. Think think wow. Golden Tate's probably probably a guy they they should they should. Call. By the way, Kikuchi just got absolutely rammed up the you know what with that strike call. Oh, no. 
like entire ball. Like it, it's like belly button high, not even letter high in the color of the ball. Um, Gino Atkins. Uh, I, I want it to happen. Um, I think he's still really good. I know he had the down here last year, but he had shoulder issues. Um, yep. And pairing him back up with, with Dunlap would be really fun. Uh, but I mean, Dunlap was even asked about this in his press conference and he was like, eh, about it. So right. I'm going to put that at like a 0.5. Okay. 5%. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Melvin Ingram. Um, I like that fit. I'll put it at like 15%. 1.5. Okay. Sheldon Richardson. <laughs> Uh, that's, uh, I mean, he, he fits, especially now with Jeremy Reed gone. Uh, I just, I think with the way that things ended though, um, you know, they didn't give him another contract. Oh my God. Kikuchi just got sque- squeezed again. Anyways. Uh, um, no. what percentage are you giving it? Uh, probably in the, the, uh, probably one out of 10. So 10%. Um, Casey Hayward. Uh, I don't think he fits. So, okay. uh, uh, yeah, Ryan Kerrigan. I wonder if they actually had interest in him at the deadline last year, or or if that was just speculation. Um, I think that makes sense if Alden Smith doesn't play, which seems fairly likely. Um, <laughs> Seems like a decent chance there. Yeah, so uh, put it at like twenty percent. Two out of ten. Right, two more. Sure. Two more. Yeah. Everson Griffin. Uh, that's the one everyone wants, right? So, um, you know, there's obviously the the connection to Pete, but I mean, they had chances to get him last year. Yep. Uh, both in free agency, both in trade. Um, so. With that said, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like it's probably not a great chance. I'd probably put it in the same range as Melvin Ingram. I forget what I gave there. I think it was like fifteen percent. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. And then here's one that is thrown on there because he's a former Seahawk, Bradley McDougald, our old buddy. Uh, <laughs> Still solid, uh, but like solidly average. Yeah, I mean, you know, he would be a fourth safety uh, in Seattle. Um, I don't know if he would want to do that, uh, but never say never. I'd put it at maybe a 7% chance. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Oh, uh, one one more because I just saw it. Uh, Sure. Shelby Harris. Is Shelby Harris still unsigned? Apparently. Also, by the way, so is Maurice Hurst, so you might as well give me one for him, and then we'll be done. I didn't didn't he go? Didn't he go to the 49ers? Didn't Mo Hurst go to the 49ers? Oh, did he? I, I might have missed that. Yeah, he signed. I with, know yeah, that, he, that was he, Arden Key. No, he's Maurice Hurst signed with the 49ers. I just looked it up. Oh, okay. Uh, and I believe Shelby Harris signed his uh, signed a deal with the uh, Broncos. Yeah, he signed a deal with the Broncos, so that oh, must yeah, not be did. updated. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an updated list. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, Maurice Hurst, that sucks. But uh, yeah, so uh, I think Seattle's still going to sign one or two notable yeah, they, veterans. They're going to have, uh, after the draft, they'll have four to five million dollars to play with. Um, they, they're still going to extend Jamal Adams at some point. I 
Sure. I assume that might limit some uh, some 2021 cap hit there. Um, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, at least at least a couple Diggs, million dollars. Dwayne Brown. Yeah, there's still yeah. definitely options they can pull. They they still haven't restructured Russell's deal, mm-hmm. um, or Bobby's for that matter. So yeah, they're. I think they're going to bring in one or two notable free agents. And maybe those are just guys at the end of their career, like Everson Griffin. But, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if it was if it was Richard Sherman. I don't know if I want that, but I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll see that we'll we'll have a better idea of what they need to add after the draft. So uh, it uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend, even though Seattle is not really going to be involved until Friday afternoon, late afternoon at the earliest. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez, D A N E G N Z L Z. You can follow Colby at CPAT11, C P A T 1 1. You can also uh, follow us at Control the Zone uh, if, you, uh, if you're a Mariners fan. We, we talk about the Mariners on there. Uh, check out our podcast, the Control Zone podcast at patreon.com forward slash control the zone uh and you can um also uh check out the website true to the trident.com where we write about the mariners as well uh so yeah that's uh that's gonna do it for us um we will uh see you guys next time enjoy the draft peace peace